Hey, what's up, people? How are you doing? David and I are back with the Gig App Podcast by Para, um, Para twenty twenty four, and uh, things are things seem to be smoothing out. Not like coming back up huge for anybody, and DoorDash is still a mess, but it's not quite the catastrophe it was um, a month ago. I feel like anyway. I mean, and I feel like people are expanding out their reach a little bit. Um, but David, how are you? Before we get into all this. Uh, I am good. I'm good. It's nice to see everyone here. Hey, Ivanuska, good to see you. Hey, Josh, good to see you. Uh, I'm good. I know we've sort of uh, taken a little, like, in a, a week or two off, but excited to be back here. And I know we have. Uh... Well, don't don't tell anybody that because every every week something happened. They don't know that. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, I was more trying to tee up the fact that we have uh, we have a good one or two coming up next as well. So. So next week will be, so that's kind of, we're holding, the, this is a placeholder really for, um, for, um, oops, this is a placeholder for our time slot, why we're here today. But it's also to tell you guys that the new form, I've made the new format. So we've actually got this way that will flow through the show. And I think it's, it's going to be really good. Cause like we said before, one thing that I think every company screws up with in the gig economy is the um, is customer service. And I don't mean everybody's a fail at it, but nobody's got it perfected. I mean, I was just talking the other day with somebody about like when you call the pharmacy even. Like, dude, seriously, we have like AI and autonomous is coming, but they can't master a phone system. Oh, the my the part that's always crazy to me is like you go to the pharmacy and then they call the insurance company and they the insurance company does to them what they do to you, right? Which is like, yeah, but like, I meant like the 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 um, automation. Yeah, just like I mean, you know, remember the days of just going and just hitting zero till they came. Oh yeah, on. but that's what I meant. Like, have you been there? Have you ever been there with like a pharmacist who's like calling the insurance company, like press zero if you're actually a prescriber, and the insurance company they, they have to go through the whole sitting here to wait the phone loop. They'll let me put you on hold, and that was always like it always cracks me up. Where I'm like, wow, like pharmacy does this to you, the insurance company does it to the pharmacy. This all sucks, right? I, I know. It seems like what I mean. It's like to me, it's like how do we have AI and all this stuff when we can't even get a phone system right? But aside from that, usually when people calling are calling, especially in regards to like this space, they really don't have a lot of patience to deal with that kind of crap or people in other countries who don't know what's going on. And it becomes this, why did I waste my time even doing this? I don't know. I, I, I honestly think that part of being huge this year, it's going to be huge for smaller companies. I feel like it's already starting off better, but um, it's been a slow start to the year, no doubt. But I feel like customer service is key. I feel like us answering all the questions across the board, and I'm going to be collecting them all every week. That way, every week, it's a clean slate. We've answered all your questions. And like David and I have always been transparent. So to be transparent with you guys, clean out all the questions, say, okay, what else you got? Keep them coming. Keep ideas coming. We'll address them every week at like the last third of the episode. So plus anything you guys got in the live Q&A. But um, if you guys missed, I premiere. I should have premiered it after this because um, that time slot's a little better. But we had a good, actually had a, you know, decent amount of. Uh, it was fluctuating throughout, but we had a decent amount of views. We'll see what happens by tomorrow. But the history of Para, I had to really weed through some stuff because there were so many good ones. But um, uh, yeah, it really it was kind of interesting to watch, especially the the initial stuff with you and Jeff because you've come a long way with even public speaking. 
not that you weren't good at them, but you were you were a little more like robotic. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> you know, like now, yeah. now you're way more comfortable just talking about it. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. It's kind of it was kind of interesting to watch in that one hour to watch it all grow. I could see back then I was probably very like technical or very like this is exactly what's happening basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I also gained. I looked. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say you're. I, I don't want to say you were reading from a script, but I could see that. Mate, like in the very couple first clips, maybe it almost and maybe you were. Maybe that was because you were putting out a statement. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, I think at the the first couple of videos, I was definitely sort of uh trying to. There was like certain points I wanted to make because it was more of a statement for some of them. I also think, frankly, I was learning how to use. At the time, I was just doing all the recordings through. Uh, I forget what it was, movie studio or something like that, QuickTime. So okay. I was going to have to click start and click stop. And at the time, I would try to make like a 10-minute video straight with me just talking. Then I learned I had to chop them up. But it was a whole learning journey, right? It was a whole learning journey. Uh, yeah. 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 Although I still have, uh, you sort of moved into this, but I still have, that's the uh, original, that's the para, para sign from the garage. It's still there. So. <laughs> I was one of those behind me in all the videos. Yeah, that was the uh, other thing, man. The earlier videos in the garage are pretty funny. Yeah, because <laughs> you've got you've got like the uh, the tarp or whatever it is, the camping tarp on the side. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, COVID, man. Right. So early <laughs> no, COVID. I know. So. I know. And, and that's what I was thinking too, man. Like, how many days was I like in the same pajamas? I don't want to sound disgusting, but during COVID, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, Who am I, I look at those. I look at those early videos, and I was also I was also like thirty. I was like thirty pounds skinnier back then as well. <laughs> well, not now. Uh, I feel still, like now was, you're yeah. back to. Yeah, I feel like you got. I feel like you gained some weight there for a minute, but you've. I feel like it's gone again. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. Thank um, you. I'll take it. <laughs> yes, you're like yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you're you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, David and I have been talking about para 2024. So today I wanted to mention like one, a few things. So make sure you're checking out the audio podcast, make sure that, um, um, you know, you're staying up to date with the app, make sure you're posting all the questions in these videos that you want answered every week. I'm going to be collecting these on Wednesday. I'm going to be putting them in a document and be sending them to David so that he's ready for them as well. So that we flow through them a little quicker. So I'll I'll be, it's not to give it's not so much as a heads up. It's so that we get quicker answers and can move through them quicker. Um, but then you guys in the live can do things as well. But in April, I'm going out to see David because we've been trying to sync up with all of our ideas for a while. I think the best way for us to do it, I told him, was for us to do it in person. And I think that's going to be the best. So I, after that, who knows? Because I know he's got ideas. I got ideas. Um, and welcome, uh, by the way, welcome Instagram pe or Instagram people. Sorry, there is no integration to the chat yet from Instagram. So we can't see who's watching and we're not seeing your comments through Instagram. So I'm sorry about that. That is a StreamYard issue, not an us issue. Um, hopefully StreamYard will have that fixed soon. It used to do that with Twitter. Um, now Twitter comments show, but um, it, with Instagram, it still has that issue. So but welcome Instagram, and I'm yeah, sorry no, if you're I'm if you're excited. typing comments. I I'm not seeing them. No, we're excited <laughs> so. to have you here. We'll go back to the good old days. It'll be you, me, me, you, me, and Jimmy, except here in a house. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was sort of nice. We got this. Uh, did Jimmy? Did Jimmy see of the, of the history? Because he was in it. 
Was he? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. He's a. He's in the in, in the beginning. I used a little that merchandising clip. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> where uh, he's walking, where he's doing the count. man. I gotta tell you, man. I was watching that. and I'm thinking, it really. I don't. I don't know. I'm sure there were great reasons, but that seems like something that really should have never. I'm sure there were reasons, but it should have never got lost because it was so. It was cool. The merchandising work. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, like, yeah, no, we, we kept trying to find more, but what had happened was the partner basically changed their business model. So they, I mean, maybe too much information, but they used to like actually have people working for their company driving the like trucks, like the proper trucks bringing, you know, the food to the supermarkets. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the merchandising would be done through para but they decided that they would have the truck drivers do the merchandising which is a little crazy so they basically said hey we're no longer needing merchandising at all now oh, once a truck so, yeah, driver okay. shows up he will do the merchant he or she will do the merchandising which i always thought was a little crazy because i'm like that's you know you know no i mean like i'll use an, i'll truck. use an example of that though too like it didn't happen everywhere but when i was running the bars Anheuser-Busch, amazingly huge company, right? Even yeah. here in Colorado, where Coors is our backyard, Anheuser-Busch has still got a foothold everywhere in this country. And um, we used to have a rep and a delivery guy, but a lot of those delivery guys had been on route forever. So if you had had a route with Anheuser-Busch as a delivery guy for four or five years, I can't remember which one it was, for years they didn't allow that when I first started out here. But um, then they started allowing those drivers that had four to five years to be able to do the job of the rep as well. Yeah. So like my driver, Clyde, who I knew, and I had had like four reps through the years, but I had one driver, Clyde, from day one till then. All of a sudden, he became my rep one time. He's like, one week he showed up. He's like, I'm your rep now. Hey, there we go. I'm like, okay, sweet. Because I knew I could count on him. I knew he knew big loaded weekends. Like, oh, this is a holiday weekend. You're gonna need to load. Like, so he was just he was very helpful. It really went smoother. But I'm guessing that's what happened there too. Because my yeah. guess is, initially the merchandising started, and I think I know this because um, they don't want to pay people to do that job. Yeah, they don't want to pay somebody a yearly salary to go check in with these accounts once in a while. So they were trying to. I mean, I think there's a lot of cases where that happened. Yep. And that's why I'm thinking there probably is more business out there than just that client though for merchandise. Oh yeah, yeah, we we went out and tried to find a bunch of it. But what was really weird was uh merchandising companies once we talked to about just didn't care about filling their quota. So what I mean by that is, you know, we'd go and talk to people and be like, "Hey, para drivers, the drivers on para love this merchandising. Can we get more?" Uh and you know, we'd be like, you know, what's your fill rate? They're like, oh, we don't really need more. And like, how much are you filling right now of your trips? And like, we feel like 65%. Or like, wouldn't it be nice to get that to like 90%? They're like, yeah, but we don't really care. Right? Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, mean, we, we, you we, should we, care. Yeah. But we, we ran into that a couple of times and we we're just like, you know, we tried. We did try. For a while, Jimmy, Jimmy almost signed me up for a merchandising conference on a cruise ship. 
So they had a merchandising <laughs> conference on a cruise ship. Jimmy just laughed hearing that. <laughs> yeah, it was a three-day cruise ship merchandising conference. And I remember being like, this is either amazing or the worst conference ever. I can't decide. Wait, you were, on, you were going to be on a cruise ship? Yes, you're on a cruise ship for three you're days stuck straight. stuck at sea talking about merchandising. Yes, for three days straight. <laughs> <laughs> you should have sent Jimmy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember thinking like, "This is hey, Luis." I was actually going to say this is uh, we have this house which is an office, and we've already put it to use because Luis. Oh, look at that! That's weird. Luis came and uh, Luis came and uh, stayed here already, so we're already putting the you know. We always had the idea of the para house at the different events, right, Steve? And now we have a a permanent para house, so we're really happy to have Luis here. So. Yeah. And then, so I also was, uh, yeah. And Luis, by the way, thank you for sending me that information because uh, I just found it super interesting because David's fluency in Spanish is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I really was like for a minute, I, I really was thrown. I actually, before I texted you, Hey man, you know, good Spanish. I actually was watching. I could see your lips not totally syncing up. But as far as the voice went, that was crazy, yeah. dude. That's the kind of scary stuff. At the same time, it's cool. It's scary to me. Yeah, because it sort of sounded like me. So it was. Well, pretty... that's what I'm saying. Like you could almost record something and then, like, send it to somebody as like me or you know what I mean. Like it's just it's too weird. Like yeah, that you can play with words with I my. Need, uh, I need voice. a. Can you do like pre-recorded sounds on Streamyard? I need to come up with like a couple Steve pre-recorded sounds. Like I love Instacart. Like you know, <laughs> it's like I'm Steve. I'm gonna join a union. <laughs> yeah, somebody's gonna knock off a Steve Spanish channel now. Yeah, and make it all in Spanish about how I love unions yeah. and Instacart yeah. and bad pay and <laughs> non-transparency. <laughs> you know, like really. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've got a ton of ideas. I know David does, but where where are things at with with app right now? Because I I mean, I kind of know, but I think that a big portion of it's kind of the simplification. I keep trying to wrap my head around everything, you know, like, okay, ParaWorks, ParaPass, Dispatch. Yeah, I think the I think the the, the, the easy way to think about it is just like uh, other options, right? I think we've said this on the past podcast this year was like this is the year of like looking for alternatives, right? Uh, and I'm not saying you have to do a lot of alternatives, but just to have alternatives in your back pocket, just because you know it's a crazy year. Who knows what's going to happen politically? So really, on our end, it's like what can we do to help you more easily manage your existing work? I think that's the stuff people know we're already doing. But really trying to help find other alternatives, right? So I think what you Absolutely. saw was uh, we launched a couple more of these new para pass ones recently, and they've yeah, been pretty so, well. The hop skip drive yeah. keeps coming up on mine. In fact, I know I you mentioned that. That, like, uh, that one's been. But I'm even getting emails about it again now. It's like, hey, have you seen? And I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, see it yeah, every yeah, time yeah. I go in there, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I should check. Maybe it shouldn't be doing it that much. But that one's been quite popular. The one that's been yeah, really popular, uh, the one that's been really popular is the uh, data labeling one, basically. So that one's been actually... Uh, what was crazy to me is we had uh, their application was really difficult. So the application took like 45 minutes or something like that uh, to do for it. For what? For hop, skip, drive? No, for the data labeling. Okay, okay. Right, uh, the right, one that's okay. like, you know, get paid 20 to 25 bucks to do the work at home. Right, basically. from home. Yep. Uh, and that one's been super popular. We got 7,000 people who completed the application, basically. So it's not like who clicked on it, who like. So, how many through. people did they need? 
Uh, I, they need, they said as many as they can get, basically. But I think where it's a little tough is the their acceptance rate is very low, right? So I think of the 7,000, we haven't gotten the final count yet, but it's in like the low hundreds, probably. Of what? Uh, of the people they're taking on? Yes, uh, who passed the test. So I feel bad for a bunch of people who spent the time doing it. So what side, is, yeah. what's so hard about the test for those that haven't done it before they do it? It's like, it's sort of a weird test. So it's basically just like, you know, here's like a picture. Here's a paragraph, right? The AI said this about the picture or said this about the paragraph. Like, <coughs> do you think the AI did a good job? If the AI didn't do a good job, why didn't it do a good job, right? So it's like a very specific thing, basically. So it's for, it's uh, for, it's for out-of-the-box thinkers. Yeah, and it's also just like, you know, why it's for out-of-the-box thinkers, but who think in a sort of like a systematic way. Okay. Uh, so it's sort of uh, I, I sort of asked them like, hey, this is like unusual. Like, there's not a lot of people got asked to get the job. Like, is that you know that sort of sucks? Like, is this yeah. normal? And they said actually, they're just like actually, this has been one of the highest performing per like converting channels that they've seen. So they actually said that the rate of like a couple hundred people converting from seven thousand was significantly better than most of the other places they find applicants from. So I thought okay. that was actually interesting. So they're just like gig workers, uh, particularly gig drivers. This is great. So I think we'll see more of that. But that one's been, I mean, it's it's a compelling offer, right? It's like, hey, you're sick. Hey, you're tired. Hey, you just don't want to go out today. It's really freaking cold. Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just sit at home, make a little bit of money and you know, still do gig work. <laughs> and it's still gig work, right? So that's nice. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Any Anything that's, anything that isn't W2, you guys, that's online is going to be good. Every, I'm really trying to be very clear with people because I got to keep remembering that not everybody understands independent contractorship. Um, I keep, I always keep forgetting that I, I start thinking like, well, we've been doing this for a while now. Everybody gets it. They're all independent. But it's a lot different when you're an independent contractor like I have been before all this because this nightmare really just becomes about flexibility. Yeah. And so it's, there's so much more to it. Like Lou, Mary, and I did our, uh, as you know, they don't do many, they don't do collabs except for once in a while we do one. <laughs> like Lou, Mary, and I'll do a collab. We yeah. did our eighth one this week, the the Long Island Rodeo Experiment. Huh. That's what we call it when we do it. So it was the eighth one, and Lou laid down some truths, man. He was like, you know, all you people should stop using these apps. You can't afford it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> yeah. He was being specific to food delivery. Oh, yeah. But I got to ask you, too, because I've been watching and I know Texas is going through a lot. I was wondering what you're actually going through. But then I saw what is going on. And Austin is having some issues, too, with migrants. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen too much of it personally. Right. But I know. Right. But you're not in like... the restaurants with the dude. I'm telling you, there's some weird things that we've all noticed. We've been talking about it. Like, yeah. I mean, Luis you know, it, been, it started Luis, with, with multi-phones, people talking about, well, these people have three phones. And I'm thinking every, a lot of people have three phones. Yeah, these are the migrants. They're like yeah. working these three phones. It's crazy, dude. I've seen them. They don't speak any English. I mean, Luis back was telling, Luis was telling shoving me. the phone in your face. Yeah, Luis was telling me about uh, this, right? I mean, on his end, just people buying accounts. I guess I, I mm -hmm. actually, I that's a lie. Actually, that's a lie. I have experienced one thing where... Uh, I went to like the leasing office of like the apartment I live in and oh. like, there's like a bunch of police there. And I was like, you know, that's weird. Like, you know, I just walked in. I was like, why is there a bunch of police there? And they're like, Oh, a uh, door dasher came in and I was talking to somebody about them looking for an apartment. He came in, he sort of like shoved the phone in my face. 
uh, and asked me where the apartment was. And I told him if he could just wait 30 seconds, I'd get to him. And the guy started freaking out and swearing at me. And then basically the guy who was looking for an apartment like, yo, dude, you need to chill out. And then the person ended up shoving him and they nearly got in a fist fight. And that's when the cops got called. So actually, when you said shove the phone in the face, that reminded me. Like, actually, I have. That was like last week. I just forgot about it. Because uh, I feel like we we got past all that shoving the phone in people's faces. That was happening a lot before and like it stopped. And now yeah. it started back up. And it's a different thing, though, because... The people doing it aren't just frustrated DoorDashers and stuff anymore. Now it's people who don't speak any English. And I, I got to say, we're now, a, you know this, David, we're now a sanctuary city too. And I'm I'm feeling so bad for so many of these people. I don't like what they're doing to us because I got to tell you, I we just saw a thing here that said one out of every 10 tax dollars that you're spend that I'm spending is going to migrants. One out of every 10. That's a lot. That's a lot of money because I know I've always been a big advocate of the Denver rescue mission and helping the Denver homeless. We're not doing anything for our homeless. Yeah. We just built a rec or, or a, a, they built um, a 300 person facility in Lakewood, Colorado. That's like a halfway house for homeless people to get back on their feet, get donated clothes, have a place to live for three to four weeks in transition of getting a job once they do their move to other housing units and this this facility was due to it's been it's like multi-million dollar project obviously it's been due to open it, it's opening the first of next month everybody was stoked well the lakewood um uh city council met on monday their normal council meetings go 90 minutes it went seven and a half hours till 1 30 in the morning jam-packed with the whole room 200 people there were 100 people outside screaming and yelling about what are you talking about because they now just out of nowhere pulled the plug and said sorry homeless this is gonna be a migrant center hmm. so this whole thing and again it's not just it wasn't just a homeless shelter it was a homeless halfway house to help you get a job so it wasn't meant for every homeless person i don't mean i don't want to be mean here but we know there's some that you know have mental issues or just are out there are, are just at a point where they're only scraping money to drink they're not looking for those people they're looking for the people who want to make a change and not be homeless yeah but now they pulled the whole plug on that yeah and that's going to be migrant housing and again i feel bad for my i see a lot of venezuela people they started coming on the corners here off colfax and stuff and when you pull up they there's a there's articles about it well the, they come out and try and wash your windshields and I've seen people get out of their trucks and say, you touch my car, I will kill you. Like, I mean, things are getting very aggressive here yeah. with that, with this situation. But some of them have come up to me and they don't even say hello or um, can you help me? They just like some of them come up and just say Venezuela. And I'm like, hi, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> You know, but that's the old, they don't even know anything more than that. Yeah. They don't even know to say hi or can you give me a dollar or I'm not saying that would be a good thing, but I'm just saying that's how bad it is. Yeah. I think, the, you know, I always, you know, understand like, you know, we're a country of built of uh, immigrants, right? So immigrants is good. But I think actually Luis said but there's something. a system to get in here. No, that's what I was going to say. Luis actually said something to me that was interesting, which was, uh, uh, Maybe think about it. I think where Luis was like, he's like, 
because I know the sort of people coming from where he, uh, where he came from, coming across the border. And he's like, I don't like the fact that they're just allowed to come. And he's like, I'm scared about who they're letting, uh, not letting in, but, you know, letting in, basically. Well, yeah, and that's, that's yeah. the thing is, dude, like, even though we let everybody in and we are a country founded on migrants, yes, 100%. Nobody's from here. If, you, if anybody is, it's Native Americans. That's it. Yeah. Just, just that just the reservations and, and old Indian cultures going way back. That's it. Anything else is a migrant. But there's always been a system, even dating back to coming over to Ellis Island. Yeah. I mean, they still checked you for influenza, for this, that, the other. I mean, they did. They had a system, even in those days, with no, nothing more than, like, lines of people. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, even back then there was a system. And now there's a system. Yeah. And unfortunately, the system's just beyond broke. It's been allowed to just run across. I mean, like, I know a couple jails that they were closing, one in Venezuela, and they let all the people out. <laughs> I mean, they're like all coming up here. They're like literally like, you guys can go to the United States now. Okay, well, I don't want all your worst criminals. The part that I thought was interesting, or one of the parts I thought was interesting about this whole thing too is... uh. I feel like now we're really starting to hear about this sort of like phone app taking other people's apps, buying account access. Yeah. But do you remember this was actually, remember Louise had given this sort of like impassionate speech about it uh, at the sort of GigCon that we yeah. had, right? And that was how long ago? That would have been like, you know, eight months ago, nine months ago. It was uh, August, right? Yeah. August. Six, yeah, months. six months ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, yeah, I just sort of, uh, I remember when he gave that talk, being like, wow, that was a powerful talk. And now here we are six months later. And I, I you know, he was right. He was, you know, yeah. he was seeing yeah. it before we were, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, I remember too. I remember him saying all that. And I remember being like, oh, there's always people crossing illegal. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> And now I get what he was talking about. And of course, yeah. he, if, for those that don't know, we're talking about delivery TV, Luis. He lives in Houston. So, of course, he has a very firsthand view of what's that's a town where you see it too very firsthand yeah so i guess sort um, of sp speaking of GigCon, uh you know do you want to give people a teaser of what's coming up in a week or two or um oh yeah oh stephanie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so next week will be new format david and i um, that way you guys will see the format, but on weeks we have guests cause there still will be those. We still have the curry one coming up. Everything's been a little juggled around. So sorry about that. You guys, but if you go to Paris channel, you can see what's coming up. If you just click live and see which ones are coming up. But, um, the Stephanie one, we can probably live stream it, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, it's going to be on a Monday. Um, so we might just record it and then premiere it on Thursday. And if, by any chance, Stephanie is able to get Senator Priola to join us um, for the first 20 minutes. Um, I know that I was talking to David and I've talked to Sergio too, and I know they're working on getting him on Show Me the Money Club as well. But since we're having Stephanie, I think it'd be amazing to have him on. He wouldn't be here for the whole time, but I know that that would probably make it so he can't be live. Okay. So that's another thing too. So we're probably better off just recording that one and premiering. Yeah. Um, but you guys, I mean, like this is uh this is the year where this matters. Like, uh, um, I don't know how how do you want to say it? Because this is a win. It's going to be a little bit of a celebration, really. Yeah, I think it's you know this is a year where you need to make your voice heard, 
right? I mean, changes are coming, whether you like it or not. But I think we, but we showed people like you and I were proud and we're saying, hey, look, we did, we did this. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and I think it it shows sort of the path. And I remember at sort of GitCon, I think it was Sergio who actually was having the, you need to start local, you have to start small, and you have to push one thing at a time, and then from there you can start to build the wave. And I think we, you know we sort of did that right if you think about it yeah i mean uh you know we did our event in denver i mean you put he, it together those we got- don't know stephanie and kevin priola were not not only was he against her legislation they're on different sides of the aisle and they were not being bipartisan <laughs> they were not working together real well stephanie was also new she didn't know him well but the fact is is that he didn't look at he didn't have to come to that event we no. didn't expect him to come it was crazy. I mean, he lives an hour away. It's pretty amazing. On a Saturday, he shows up. He showed up. He basically said, I'm not here to talk. I'm here to listen. He actually listened to a bunch of people. At first, I was wondering, was he actually going to listen or was he perfunctory there? But he listened. He absolutely he thought about him. it. He followed up. And now he's here pushing the bill, right? And I think, I guess what I'm trying to highlight with it is like, how many people? We had 100 people there, right? But 100 people in the local district can make a difference, right? I think a hundred people who care passionately about something is enough to get people to understand that maybe they should take another look. And I think that was a big takeaway I had where he was basically like, he's like, I didn't even know about any of these issues. I didn't even know why you guys were pushing for this. I didn't know why you wanted this. Like, I just had one viewpoint and it's one of the 30 bills I'm looking at and I'm just doing what my aide or somebody told me to do. That's not in his own words, but that's what I imagine happens, right? And it's just this mm-hmm. idea of like, you know, I guess in this case, I don't think, you know, you could, it would have been easy for us to basically say he's wrong or he's evil or he's against it, but it wasn't any of that, right? You just didn't know, right? So <laughs> He's evil. <laughs> no, no, but you know, I, I, say, I, say that, I say that as a joke, but I feel like a lot of people sort of view it that way, right? If somebody's like voting against your thing or against the thing you're doing, yeah, uh, you know, that's the viewpoint. And I think the really the reality is, you know, you can make a difference if you just be reasonable, let people know why you feel a certain way and can get some other people on your side. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's that's such a huge thing, because, again, it's just another thing that we proved that. I mean, like, who knew that that would happen? I mean, we obviously we weren't doing that event for no reason, but I don't think any of us knew what to take away from it. You know, here you and I were putting all this stuff together. We didn't really know what the hell was going to happen, but we just knew this is a good time to capture this moment. And to be honest, this is the year, you guys. I mean, like, honestly, like, you got to get on it now. I'm not saying it has to be formed in anything by March 11th when the DOL change happens or whatever. But there's a lot of weird stuff going on. But I even think we're in a good position too. If somebody were to reach out to us, especially in a big city, um, a big gig work city like Denver, um, like Miami or Philly or something like that, and said, "Hey, listen, we need to counteract some things here too," you know, I I think we're in a good position to help you do that. We are, and I know Sergio has uh, plans to try and like you know copy what we did in a couple other places this year, right? So really, on my mind, it's like if we can get a hundred people to show up. Uh, get somebody to listen. Uh, easier said than done, obviously. I think that's how you make a difference. But I think, I think between me, you, Sergio, some others, we can, even if we can't be there, we know other creators nearby. We oh, yeah. know other people who can get well, there, think, who can watch know, the town hall and see this Luis, is what they did. Luis, he'd be a powerful part of that, too. What cracked there you me go. up with Luis uh, uh, 
he came here and then like actually he sort of went on a live stream was like hey anybody in my community who lives in austin do they just want to come by and do an interview with me right and he did a live stream and like an hour later like two people showed up and i think he was like hey like you know he was basically just like you know he's like oh wow i thought more people would show up I'm like luis you know how crazy it is that you'll just hop on a live stream and be like yo does anyone want to show up in the next hour and people show up right i'm like that's powerful that's you know that's crazy that's like that's powerful it's, it's, it's the power right. of real time man people yeah. like it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so cuz you never know who's in austin watching that at the time yeah yeah, but I think, you know, it's going to take a bunch of that. Right. But when you're asking, you know, what's up with the Para app, Para works, Para this, this, the year, I think that's really the main thing on the top of my mind, right? Yeah. Is, you know, we're doing stuff with app that's great, but really it's, you know, this is the year to matter about, you know, getting your voice heard, right? Yeah, but it, it is also about like grow. I, I mean, honestly, I have a lot of huge ideas for Para works and other things because it is about that. Because I can tell you still, like, man, when was it? I, I was just talking when I was talking to Lou and Mary this week. I was saying DoorDash is a W2 now. Straight up. I don't even know how you would describe it as anything else. It's a W2. You have to schedule, you have different tier systems, you have what you'll see. I mean, it is an employee thing. It's a W2 without a W2. I mean, yeah. we've said this about other apps. Like they, they want, they want you to be independent contractors, but treat you like employees. But this isn't even like that anymore. DoorDash has moved to an employment model without employment. So yeah. this is. I was talking to Mike Karubi about it. This is straight up misclassification. Yeah. In this case, in the DoorDash case, it is. In the other ones, they it would have to be case by case. But DoorDash is straight up misclassification now. It just is because want, they they have you're not supposed to have any say over the independent contractor. They have every say over you. You yeah. can't use your own tools. Schedule your blocks. You need to be a diamond, a premier, a top dasher. You need to be 50, 70 percent. Like, what is all this? Your acceptance. You have so many things in there that you're not even supposed to be doing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like this is really the year for smaller things to pick it up. Last year, we saw momentum with it, but I think that this, here we are coming into spring, things will pick up. I don't know how the big apps look. I don't yep. really want to be part of them. If I can keep doing my thing through the smaller apps, I'm going to, because the big apps just are not where it's at anymore. It's it's not just oversaturation either. It's the abuse of the power. It's the, I mean, you and I haven't even talked since Lyft did the we're going to be fully transparent with you now on your pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or 70%. the seventy uh, percent. Yeah, come like, on, man. It used to be seventy-five percent. It used to be eighty percent. Right, but like, but now they're but what but what some people were like, how is that ripping you off if they're doing them? Like because they're removing things before they show you what you're getting seventy percent of. Yeah, like they're taking out all these other fees first, and then they're saying out of what's left, here's seventy percent. So you're actually making less. And for me, it's sort of like. Yeah, it goes back to just find other thing, good opportunities to sort of be able to turn it down, right? I think the example I give is uh, we actually had sort of a, you know, our friends that delivered over from uh, at the house yesterday. Mm -hmm. So they were in town for a conference. We had uh, Chris and Ashley who'd both been on. Oh, nice. uh, and uh, so they came over for a drink and that was super nice. But, you know, go find an app like Delivered, right? Go try it out, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and just find other good work. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I have some. I, I did an interview this week for the audio podcast that I'm going to chop up some pieces for to put on Para here because I talked with the um, this week on the audio podcast. I talked with the uh, head of operations um, for um, InDrive. Yeah. And uh, interesting company for sure. I didn't, I had no idea. I mean, I'd, I saw him on the rideshare guy last year at some point, but they had reached out to me to be on the podcast. I was psyched to have him. Had a really amazing conversation with him. I'm like I said, I'm gonna chop up some pieces because I, I was shocked to learn they're the second largest rideshare company in the world. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, how was the conversation? It was it was amazing, dude. He was completely transparent. Yeah. Um, he was, I mean, he even said a couple of times, like I was giving him, I didn't know that he was a he was very tied in with Lyft, by the way. Adam mm-hmm. Warner my guest he's the head of the of the u.s operations for for indrive yeah and i know they're only in miami right now but i was shocked so we went through some stats there's twenty thousand indrive drivers in miami can you believe that huh yeah i mean that's a lot yeah and there's a and it's and it's got a lot of use i mean it's it so we went through the stats 700 plus cities 45 countries Eight or two hundred and twenty-five million downloads. I mean, I had no idea. I thought I knew about Indrive, but I didn't know they were that big. Yeah, I know that they were in a lot of sort of like other countries, basically. Like they're yeah, they're in, yeah. I forgot a whole bunch of countries. He was telling me too, like all most of the countries they're in. I guess I never even really thought about this. He said you'd be surprised. Most of the countries we're in don't let you pay through the app; you pay cash. Huh. And how like, does it what? work? I, I know that like you can sort of set your own price or there's so that's like, that's where it gets like, a little weird, man. So yeah. basically, the driver sets a price, then the passenger gets on and says, I want to go from South Beach, this hotel to the airport. I want to pay $25. So that goes out to a group of drivers that are close, and they start kind of throw they start saying, Yeah, okay, I would take that, or they can like send back a rebuttal. And then the person can kind of pick based on like, okay, do you want the guy who's three tenths of a mile away in a Camry? Or would you rather wait for the guy who's three miles away who has an SUV um, if they're the same price? And even if you do lock into a vehicle and a person, those two parties can debate the price even after they've locked each other in. Hmm. So the person with the SUV can go back to him and go, listen, yeah, I see you want 25. I usually do this for 35. Can we do it for 30? Like you can negotiate that. Hmm. So I found that really interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I I think that's very cool. Um, I, 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 I asked him even, I said, I, I would yeah. think that that would cause a lot of problems because I would think a lot of people would cancel and just yeah. say, let's just do it between us. But I was very, I was very happy. So how do you, how do you debate while you're driving? <laughs> like, like well, so once you lock in the person, yeah, you don't get to see where you're picking them up until you've locked in the price. To you're actually doing that through the app. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm not in Miami. I can't use it. <laughs> so, but he was like, within the app, you guys are talking, and there's like a kind of a confirm, confirm. Both parties have to confirm to agreeing to the price. And in what seemed like it would be a nightmare situation, yeah. um, seems like now I get it because it's like, okay, it, he was like, it actually goes very quickly. You'd be surprised the negotiation. Yeah. He's like, once you've picked, picked somebody, he said, they actually negotiate quite quickly. Yeah. 
But the other thing that I really loved about the platform is that they take static amounts, 20%. Yep. Like he's like, we, I said, are you static or are you dynamic pricing? He said, static, we always will be. Yep. He said, it, it'll be 20% period and the driver will see, here's the pay, here's 20%, here's your pay. Yep. So they're even seeing the full transparency of what the rider, what the rider paid. He said he didn't even want there being conversations in the car about, well, I paid this. What'd you get? Like he wanted that the driver to be able to go, yeah, I know what you paid. It's fine. Yeah. I, I love it. You and I are all about transparency. Yeah. I thought I could see a lot of problems with it, but at the same time. Hey, but I, I think it, it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of this is like, check it out. If you're in Miami, why not? Right. Just yeah. find other opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm on, we do this on Thursday every week, you guys, but on Tuesday, I'm going to drop like a 12 to 15 minute video on the para channel every week too. So like next week will be one on the in drive interview I did. Um, because it was, it was really good. We went about an hour 15. It was one of those days where he said, you know, it was done through, you know, through his assistant. So I didn't meet Adam till we were on. Yeah. So I'm dealing with his assistant. This happens sometimes, but he said, uh, um, he was like, I, I, I am out at 45 minutes. That's all I got. Yeah. At like 55 minutes, I was like, man, I'm, you were supposed to be out 10 minutes ago. We should go. He goes, well, you actually asked something that I think I should answer. He goes, this has been a very good conversation. Let me, and he went another 15 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. So we went like 30 minutes over. Yeah. Because even he said, he's like, this is probably one of the best conversations I've had. And he was like, and I'm really glad I got to talk to you on this level about complete transparency and what we're doing. That's awesome. So yeah. whatever, I know that some people have their questions about it. We always have questions about anything that's new, but I love that they're trying something different, that they're being static pricing. They're not trying to be like, how do we rip people off on both ends? Yeah. You know, it's more just like, how do we run this business properly? Yeah. I don't know. To me, that's how do you ask for more than that? I would have to try it out. Yeah, because I remember hearing about them a while ago. I remember talking to them before they were saying they were going to come to the U.S. Basically, yeah. and just we were at the time thinking, hey, like you know, it could be a good way to put the opportunity in front of pair of drivers, and just nothing ever materialized. But it's cool that they're here and they're operational. So, yeah, he. I asked him. I said, "What took?" I said, "Just out of curiosity, what took you so long to get to the U.S.?" <laughs> and he said, "Oddly, he goes." You might think it, it's worse everywhere else. He goes, but regulations. Yeah. And actually, one of the, the piece that I'll probably put up on the Para next Tuesday on this on Para's YouTube channel and on other on other socials is where we talked about insurance because that's where I really struck a nerve with him. He's like, that's what the whole thing's about, bro. Yeah. He's like, it really comes down to insurance. He's like, because here here was what I loved about it. Forget all the phases. You know, phase zero, one, two, three, because phase zero is just kind of where you're driving circles. You know, phase one is where you're like sitting, waiting for an offer. Phase two, you're on your way to pick up the client. None of all that's he said is under your insurance. I agree. So, but he said, once you pick them up, 100% on them. There's no splitting with your insurance. So you're full. It's like Curry. You're fully covered by them. Yep. yep. He's like, so we're doing something much different with insurance. We're not leaving you in the lurches if you get in an accident. And you're like, I'm glad I'm on lift. They got me covered. And then you find out they don't have you covered. 
Or they have the deductible, right? Uh, well, not only the deductible, but if you don't carry the proper insurance as a rideshare driver, you're not even going to be able to optimize the deductible because you're going to be screwed. Yeah. And that's what he was. And I was like, you know, let's be honest. I said, I'm being generous if I say 80% or 20% of people have the correct insurance. I said, I don't even think it's that. He goes, I don't even think it's 10. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he's like, these people are just, you know. Yeah. That's actually a uh, coptic for another night, but uh, that's actually been sort of a rabbit hole we've been going down is learning more about the whole sort of uh, insurance world on all of this has been fascinating. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's something that I hope. So David and I have, so, so not next week, but the week after still this month, we have Stephanie on and it'll probably premiere on the 29th. If you, if you guys are saying, Hey, February only has 28 days. This is a leap year. It has 29 days. So it would be the 29th that it will premiere. Um, we, and then we still have, uh, Curry and Gridwise rescheduled now too. But, um, you were talking about, uh, is it zoom? Oh, there's one here called Voom Insurance. Voom, Voom. Seemed Voom. interesting. Yeah. Because we know that um, uh, Buckle and what was the other one that was in Illinois? Stable. They both just kind of disappeared off the planet. Yep. And Voom's interesting. So I think their whole pitch is we will only charge you personal auto insurance when you're not driving for the platforms, basically. Uh but they also have another part of the insurance, which basically says you're covered. Uh, they also have a deductible buy down. So basically they're just like, and if you happen to crash while you're on trip for the platforms, we will make it so that you don't have, we'll eat the uh, root share insurance. Not <laughs> root share. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly. it's a typo, but I think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, their whole thing is basically they'll do a deductible buy down as part of the policy too. So it's like yeah. 6,000 bucks. And if you, I forget what it is for Lyft, but it's like $6,000 or $2,000, something like that. Uh, right. And they basically said it'll be zero, so they'll cover that as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it solves the problem you're saying, which is like, you know, does it, what happens if Lyft decides they don't want to cover you or they hit your insurance first, basically? Uh, but they're interesting, and I think we'll have their CEO on in a, in a week or two yeah, here. Yeah, that's uh, what I was saying. Is like, yeah. I think that's a space that and portable benefits, I think, are some things we need to get into this year for sure. Yep. Yep, yep. Because so those are uh, going to become some really big things with some legislation that's coming uh, out. They are, know. and that's actually uh, uh, we'll talk more about this in a few weeks. But we've been I've been sort of uh, sticking my nose into a couple things in the in that front. So yeah, I mean, you're, we're gonna everybody's gonna have to, and you're gonna at least have to understand it because if you're gonna be in this for the long haul, portable benefits are gonna become a must. If this is gonna be your thing, yep. I mean, a lot of us thought, you know, I think in the initial part it was like, okay, it's mostly going to be part-timers or yeah. there's a lot of people doing it full-time multi-apping it's going to need to be a thing yeah we've been uh poking our head into this and funnily you know i got i know we're going to wrap up here shortly but i'll sort of leave with a bit of a funny anecdote which is uh we've been sort of like testing or signing up for some gig worker insurance basically i think occupational accident insurance stuff like that and uh what's really funny is uh jimmy you know jimmy was signing up for different 
insurance, like occupational accident insurance. And one of the questions is, if you were to basically get a massive hemorrhoid and had to get paid out $10,000, who would be your insurance beneficiary? So Jimmy now has me down, basically. So we now have this running joke where like if Jimmy gets hemorrhoids, I'll get $10,000. I'll get $10, we're talking about Jimmy and hemorrhoids on the live stream. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, but sort of uh, jo- <laughs> but sort of like jokes jokes aside right i think there's a whole world of stuff that's quite interesting that's happening there and i will sort of uh talk more about it in an upcoming podcast yeah we're gonna well we're gonna need to for sure yeah and i need to before we do wrap it up like david was saying i do need to address this i see digi nomad in here what's up bro um i gotta say toby you're saying that you know you don't need ways to lower my price i gotta tell you this when i was talking to the guy i gotta tell you you're not gonna if you do lower your price you're still making more in most cases than you would with uber or lyft what he found was that people who were driving on average were using their Uber and Lyft, what they're paid for, like, let's say they're at the Fountain Blue Hotel on Miami Beach and they're going to the airport. They know on Uber and Lyft in a non-surge time, that's a 20-minute ride that Uber's probably charging 90 bucks for. Driver makes 20. So now the driver's putting out there, I drive a nice car, I'm going to charge 30, 35. Sometimes they're just not, they're getting that without any quant. Like people are just like, fine, that's fine. Because it's still less, because they're only taking 20% on top. So the passenger's paying way less. The driver's making more. So you're not downbidding to the bottom. If you do have to bring it down, you're still making more than you would on Uber and Lyft. So it's, it's I don't know. It's interesting, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, the other thing I wanted to say was um, to Mark, too, before we wrap this up, this... Uh, I got to say that this is so true years ago, but I don't think this is the case anymore because David and I will remember when um, it was just, you had to go with like all states commercial insurance block this. This is all we have. You have to take the full block. You have to pay a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, that was outlandish because we didn't need 95% of what was in that commercial payment. But now almost every gig, almost every insurance company has a gig app option and they understand that a little better. So those prices are a lot more reasonable if you haven't checked in a while than you might think. They're not, they're still not like, it's not going to be as competitive as just your insurance just to drive a car. Of course not. But it's not that much more than it was or than it's not what it used to be at all. You know, but in those days, they didn't even really like kind of even hint to the fact that you need the proper insurance because they knew that they were going to, they wouldn't get people if they knew they had to pay that much. So now it's, I think that everybody's kind of coming full circle. And that's why I think another thing this year might happen is that maybe more insurance companies are going to fight too about this and try and get aggressive and, and land more customers. Yeah. And I think where it's weird too is, uh, at least for my bit of digging is like, uh, it's actually getting hard because, the gig companies are trying to put so much of the onus on people's in personal insurance, but personal insurances weren't paying out to that whole mess you were referring to earlier. Because of that, it's actually become a lot more expensive for gig companies to get their own corporate auto policy. Uh, well, yeah, let's do it on another podcast, but there's been a whole world of <laughs> stuff that I've been learning, which has been interesting. So. So you guys, we're going to wrap this up this week. We will be back next week with the new format. If you didn't catch it, please go back and watch this. I'm, being, I'm posting it all over social media tonight. 
um, because it's a fun w- look back on things. Um, I've been trying to get this together for a while. Um, and I, it's, it's one hour. It's up on Paris site now. Um, it premiered today. So if you missed it, go check it out. Um, because it really walks you back two and a half years. <laughs> I mean, to the original DD trip, trip transparency days. So it's literally to the beginning and, uh, just kind of walk you through some of the things that happened through time. And we've got other create, I've mixed other creators in there doing their thing and you know what they're, it's, it's interesting. So watch it. It walks you right up to now to David and it it ends with David and I talking about pulse. So that's, it it starts with tip transparency and walks you to pulse. Hmm. So that's quite a timeline in an hour. So, um, cause there's a lot of, I mean, even to me, even when I was telling David, there's a lot of things that I was like, I forgot about this. Oh my God. Like, that's why I was in the early part. I was talking about merchandising, but do join us back here. We do have Stephanie. Don't miss the Stephanie episode. If we're live and it's just Stephanie, um, it could be last minute. We decide to go live, but otherwise it'll be, still just be on the Thursday. Um, but yeah, Stephanie's going to be a great one and, and she'll break down for us what exactly this meant, what the takeaway was from the town hall, because we did play a big role in that. Not just para, anybody who helped, who showed up, who the community who watched on YouTube, all of you guys, you, everybody played a role in, in showing that, Hey, you know, all those letters that you're getting from people, Senator Priola that say that everybody wants to be an employee. That's not true. Listen to us. And like from us, he heard more reasonable logic. Like those were, like I always say, not everybody's meant for the service industry. Not everybody can be a bartender or a server. They just aren't equipped that way. Same thing with the gig economy. Maybe you can't do more than $8 an hour, but people in your market are. I think those people get angry and they want to be paid more money because they're like, this is bullcrap. Well, it's because it's a hustle. It's a, it's a, it's a different type of job. So it's not, it's not meant for everybody. That's the bottom line. You know, if you're a hustler and you feel like doing this, then great. But don't drop a grenade in it for everybody. We have to find a solution exactly. that works for everybody. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that one. So, so um, yeah, with that, you guys, we got to bounce. Thank you for joining us and join us back here next week. David and I are back now. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on for you guys. So, um, and we're hitting the whirlwind stage too of the DOL stuff so all that oh, yeah. it's going to be legislation dol all kinds of crazy stuff so you guys be safe earn smart and we will see you back here uh next week on the gig app podcast by para peace